I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created to equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. In this community, we'll talk about what you care about most, living shamelessly for Jesus, speaking unapologetically for truth, and bringing heaven to earth. So make yourself comfortable. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. Welcome back to the Confident Woman Podcast. Today, I am joined by my amazing, drop-dead gorgeous friend, Ariel. And um, let me tell you a little bit about Ariel. Her and I have been friends for over a year now. And uh, and she's just like the prettiest person ever. Like, if you see her in real life, you're just like, gosh, you're you have to model or something. Like... When I see her, I'm just like, dang, girl, you can't do wrong. Like, even right now, she was like, you know, I'm just going to show up, you know, you know, regular. I don't want to be on camera. And I was just like, why do you look like a whole queen? Um, just drop dead gorgeous. But she's even more beautiful inside. Um, I love that she teaches me how to be a great friend. And she's gentle and kind and so hilarious. Um, and I just get so much out of our friendship because it feels like I can be myself. And so... There's when you find people like that, you keep them, you protect it, you cherish it. So, um, of course, I know Ariel and I cherish her and she's amazing to me, but you all may not know her yet. So, Ariel, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself so that we can get to know you? Yes. Oh my gosh. And I feel like everything you're saying is just so sweet. Like, Oh, your words are always honey to me. I always say this, but they really are. So thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I am a faithful listener, have always been a faithful listener. So I'm fangirling. But um, another thing about Ariel is that she is such a supportive friend. She will like (laughs) go in my comments. (laughs) I'll leave the most cringy amazing comments and I just love it it's like it's it's to the point where you're like you can't top it you just can't top it like best comment award and it just makes me so happy um so you need everybody needs one of those friends in your corner who will stand everything that you do that is Abriel she is literally you breathe you breathe and I stand it I'm like yes the best (laughs) breath ever like I'm so crazy it's literally my goal to leave the the best comment ever on every photo so you win every time like it can't be topped (laughs) but yeah um so you asked me a little bit about myself I am 26 years old I'm turning 27 in December I'm married it's actually about to be our three-year anniversary this weekend October 29th and we have a son who's turning two next month in this season I just feel like I'm just really about just being present with my friends my family and just pouring into those relationships uh, that are just so, so special to me. I love that. And I can actually really feel it, you know, um, when somebody else is going through another season, you may not always be the beneficiary of it or feel it, but I can actually feel you pouring into me and being intentional with your relationships. And so I can speak to that. You're actually living that out. And I think that 
in a society that really glorifies productivity and, um, you know, a lot of success, I love that you embody success with your relationships, um, especially success with your friendships. Like, like Abrielle has had amazing longstanding friendships and she just does friendships right. Um, and so she, but she prioritizes her friendships and her relationships. And so, um, I'm just a testament to that. She really does live that out. So, um, but I, I want to jump in. So if you saw the podcast title today, we're going to be talking about authenticity over perfection. And I don't know about you, but I see, I felt more than I see, I felt the pressure to be perfect in order to be used, um, to show up flawless and polish and without blemish in order for God to use me in a mighty way or in order to be worth looking up to. Um, and I don't know, I felt that pressure. Um, but I want to ask you, Ave, where do you think the pressure to be nearly perfect in order to be used comes from? Yeah, um, just to kind of echo what you're saying as well, I've, I've definitely felt that pressure as well, um, especially early on in my Christian walk. Um, because I felt like, oh my goodness, everybody else is perfect. And I just felt this pressure from others, even though they weren't trying to pressure me, you know, it was like this invisible pressure just by them living, I think. Um, and just early on in my Christian walk, I kind of felt like if I wasn't, you know, um, perfect, then I wouldn't get certain blessings from God. So even, you know, in to God, I couldn't even be fully myself, I think, early on in my Christian walk, because I was like, well, if I'm still struggling with lust, is God going to give me a husband? You know, like, but it's, it, it's, it was ridiculous because God knew my heart anyway. He knew what I was struggling with. And I just feel like, yeah, I think it just comes from so many different places. I think it comes from people, sometimes unknowingly, sometimes knowingly. I think it comes from ourselves. Sometimes we hold ourselves to like a ridiculous, you know, standard. And then I also think that it comes from social media sometimes. Um, and like I said, like, that's all about, you know, just people maybe giving, putting off that pressure without even realizing it, you know, because I don't think that it's people are always intentionally trying to make you feel like you have to be perfect. Yeah. And I would even say that some of that is even the nature of social media, like not even the people themselves, but the algorithm, you know, like the algorithm literally favors content that is the best content. And so, you know, if you have the sharpest photo with the best caption and it's all the way together, well, then it's going to be favored. And so it, I think that it even creates this like, well, you know, if I just show something regular, I mean, that's not going to get a whole lot of comments, you know, people aren't really going to be very interested in that. And so I think that even that can create, and I can't, I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself, you know, like I think, you know, I've had a platform for a few years now. And I think that earlier, like let's say like 2018, 2017, I was really on it with the engagement rate. I was like, I got to check my engagement rate. I got to have a pop-in engagement. Amanda has a pop-in engagement rate. And I, and I just like took pride in it. 
and it was bad. It was really bad because then I wasn't as authentic because I was just like, well, I'm only going to post the best content, but it, it, it took away from like the comfort to just show up whether or not people want to see that content as much or whether or not the algorithm is going to favor it. And one of the things that has helped me become more authentic is really breaking out of that in the past few years and being like, I'm going to leave my post up if it just underperforms. You know what I mean? Like, what is this really about? You know, is it about like having a pop and engagement rate or is it about being real? You know, like, um, so I can just attest to that. Like I've definitely felt the pressure uh, from social media to show up, to show up more perfect instead of authentic. And I, I feel like that's the nature of it. Um, have you like, I know that the first thing that you mentioned was you felt it from people. Do you feel like for you, it's more of an in-person thing? Um, or would you say, man, like I've, I've felt it more from social media. Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't feel like I struggle with the, with the pressure to feel perfect in this, you know, in this season or even recently. I think that, um, if I have to draw from that past experience when I did, I genuinely do believe it was from social media. Um, that was mainly where it was from. Um, because me being a new Christian, I was trying to follow all of these, like, you know, Christians. Um, and I just felt like I didn't get that, authentic you know um just struggle um but I do feel like now it's gotten a lot better um that was like back in 2013 when I first got saved but I do feel like it's gotten a lot better I think that obviously there's still like you said the algorithm and you know this perfection that's just the culture of social media but I do believe that you know there are people that are kind of bursting out you know even you're saying you know you're bursting out so it's kind of like you see that more people are like, yeah, you know what? I struggle with this. I struggle with that. And I think that makes people feel more comfortable about showing up as themselves. Right. Absolutely. So I've definitely moved away from that on social media. I've dealt with it personally. Um, I've moved away from it on social media. What do you feel like has helped you move away from that on social media? Because social media is still there. It hasn't changed, you know, people still posting. So like what changed within you to where you're like, I don't feel the pressure, you know, like I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. How did that change? I think that um, how it changed for me was I, in the beginning of my Christian walk, I was really new to this whole thing. So I was navigating my relationship with God and I didn't even understand God. So it was like, I'm in this new relationship. I'm thinking I have to be perfect. I'm seeing these perfect people on social media. And I'm like, okay, God, well, I want to be like, you know, perfect, just like what I see. Um, But then I think that over time, as I learned the character of God more, and I learned that I could really just be myself with him, it like broke off this, this need to feel like I needed to be polished to even approach him. And I think that me being authentic with God, it just made my relationship so much more pure, so much better. I feel like I never have to, to put on a front. I never have to go to him, like acting like I'm something when I'm not, I go to him with my mess in my weakness, in my struggle. And I think that it's just benefited me so much that it's actually even come out like, you know, physically, um, 
because now I don't feel that pressure. I think that you're right. Social media is still there. But regardless, I'm like, I still post photos. Okay, first of all, my timeline's not even curated, okay? I've tried and I'm like, okay, forget this. Oh my goodness, thank you. Oh, it looks really great. Her photos have been popping. Uh, thank you. But yeah, I just feel like I'm like, oh man, I've tried this curation thing. It's not working out for me. I'm like, forget this. I'm just going to post whatever. And if it gets a like, if it doesn't, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't care anymore. And I think that there's so much more freedom in that, honestly. I think I really just have to attribute me breaking out of that to God. Like, just being more comfortable with God. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. I think that's all it boils down to. Like, that's the only thing it can boil down to because I see, you know, over the years, you've seen a lot of formulaic views of God. If I do this, then I'm going to get this from God. Um, If I wait this way, if I wait perfectly, then my dream's going to happen this way, or my marriage is going to happen this way. Or, you know, if I'm holy enough, then God's going to bless me with this, that, or the other. And I think a lot of people do attribute their success to their obedience, um, rather than attributing their success to the grace of God. Um, and I think that when I started breaking out of a formulaic view of God, and having a very deeply relational relationship with God, I started to understand that everything that I do is at the mercy of God. Every breath that I take is at the mercy of God. I don't deserve a thing. Like even me getting married, I got married at 20. Uh, marriage wasn't even on my radar. I, I think there, there are women out there who are like 35, 40, and they're just like, how do I get my husband? I'm like, I don't know. I was I wasn't even thinking about marriage, you know. Like I don't know. Like people are asking, I don't know. That was, and and that's not to be insensitive. It's like literally, I didn't work for this, you know. And and some things can't be formulaic. Some things aren't. If you do this, then that. That's not how God works. He's not a slot machine. I mean, he he honors obedience, and he. And he honors his principles. You know, if you work the principles, the principles work. That's why unbelievers are still out here winning. But at the end of the day, he's still a sovereign God. You know, like if he wants hardship to test you and to prune you, you're still going to go through that no matter what, if you're obedient or not. If, if he doesn't want you to experience something in a certain season, he's going to withhold that and, and give it to you at a more opportune time when it's better for you because he's sovereign, he's good. And I think that, um, when we have this formulaic view of God, then we start to perform for him out of duty instead of like resting in him out of delight. And I think that we need to get to that place of delight with the Lord, because then our relationship with him is authentic. And we can be like, you know what, God, I'm struggling I don't feel perfect. I don't feel like I have it all together. And I think that when we approach God that way, um, then it flows out. It flows out in our everyday relationships and it flows out even on social media. So yeah, no, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And I think that it really just reminds me of, you know, um, moments in my relationship with God where I felt like, 
oh my goodness, I can't come to you. You know, I can't come to you with what I'm dealing with or what I'm thinking or what I'm doing. Like I'm doing this, you know, this ungodly thing um, and I can't even talk to you about it, you know? And, um, and that was really big for me, even in my relationship with my now husband, Elijah, I felt like, you know, we were together and he was unsaved and I felt like I couldn't, like I had to hide it. I couldn't really be honest about it because people would just judge me. Like you can't be with someone that knows the Lord, that doesn't know the Lord. And oh my goodness, your relationship's going to crumble and fall. And you know what I mean? I just felt like God and his goodness. I liked what you said about, you know, just going to God relation relationally. And I felt like when I went to God relationally, because it was like, okay, God, now we're married. Now we're in this huge mess, you know, like things weren't going well. Um, and I was like, God, I repent. Like you knew better than me, you know, you knew better, um, you know, than me going to marry a man that didn't know you. But now that I've come to you and I've repented, like, please work this out for me. And I think, like you said, like God in his grace and his goodness, he turned the whole situation around. And now my husband knows the Lord and, you know, we have a son. And I just feel like it's like, God just wants us to talk to him like as is, you know, he just wants us to be real. And I felt like if I never had that conversation with God, I honestly genuinely don't know where my marriage would be right now. But I really just believe that like, that was just one of the, the most, I guess, standout moments for me in my life because I was like, wow, God, like you're not like people. Like you're different. You get me, you know, and I'm not saying that he sits there and he allows us to, you know, just walk in sin and he's okay with it. But once we come to him with like a contrite heart, he's that's all he wants to see, you know, and he walks through that with you. So, yeah, I totally agree. It's honestly nothing but the grace of God. Everything that we have is is the grace of God for sure. Yeah. And your husband gave his life to Christ and it's such a beautiful testimony, you know, and that's something that you can stand in and people can know all because you have this testimony, you have this story. And I think people are going to be helped by that more than saying, Hey, I did it all right. I did everything right. You know, just be like me, <laughs> you know? So, um, but that brings me to this question. Why do you think the journey towards authenticity is more important than striving for perfection? I think the journey to authenticity is more important because it's what's real. Like, you striving for perfection isn't even real. It's a facade, you know? So it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm about to run. That's so good. I have so much that I want to say, but I'm just going to let you go. That's so good. Yeah. Like, I think it's like, you're really in, in reality. If you're striving for perf perfection, you're striving for something that's one, un unattainable, two, not even real. You know, like you're holding yourself to this impossible standard. You're going to be miserable. Like that is just the bad route, like the bad route. You know what I mean? And I think that striving towards authenticity, I think that it's so much better because it's one, it's real. Two, it's who you are. So you don't have to fake the funk. You don't have to pretend it's it's genuinely going to flow from you. And three, God can use that. You know, God can't use you picking up this like, you know, fake thing and bringing to him like he just wants you as you are. And I, I think that 
it's just such a more freeing, fulfilling path. It is. That's so good. I'm reading this book. When you said it's not even real, I was just like, it's, oh my gosh, that took me out because I'm reading this book um, about the imposter syndrome and uh, the imposter syndrome is essentially when you have earned the right to, to sit at a table or you've earned a promotion or you've earned an opportunity because you've worked for it and that's who you are, but you still feel like you're undeserving. You still feel like an imposter. You feel like you're going to get found out even though you've done everything you're supposed to do and it's actually who you are. And so I was reading the book and one of the things that they said over and over and over was perfection doesn't exist. Perfection doesn't exist. Perfection doesn't exist. Perfection doesn't exist. And they would say it over and over and over until you would internalize that perfection doesn't exist. And, and, and the only place where perfection exists is God himself. And if we could conjure perfection ourselves, we wouldn't need him, would we? And so I love how the scripture says, um, when we're weak, then we're strong. Um, and we get to boast in our weaknesses because that's when God is glorified all the more. We don't, I, I love that Paul was talking about all the things he could boast in, but he was like, but I'm not going to boast in those. I'm going to boast in my weaknesses. Um, and so I just love that apart from Christ, perfection doesn't exist. And if we want to get as close to it as possible, then we just boast in our weaknesses and say, God, you take the wheel. There's nothing more I can do. I'm insufficient apart from you. Um, and so that is a whole preach. Um, and so I just love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. One of the things you're really good at is showing up authentically in relationships. I bragged about that at the beginning. I just love how you show up in your friendships, particularly. Um, what are some ways that we can show up authentically in our relationships? I think there's one big way. And okay. the big way for me is just being honest, even when you don't want to. Um, because I don't think it's easy to be authentic in your relationships. I think that having hard conversations are hard, honestly, like nobody wants to have them. And um, I think for me and my friendships, when I see us grow, like in all of my friendships, when I see it grow the most, or um, when I see us like really loving each other the most, it's when we have the hard conversations. Um, because I think that you can authentically be yourself when you're like, okay, you know what, this is how I'm truly feeling, or, um, you know, this is where I feel weak, or, hey, I feel insecure here, or, you know, when you do this, it kind of reminds me of this past thing that happened to me. Like, I think that those conversations kind of force you to be authentic, and I think that we don't like having those conversations. Um, so I would say that is the major thing that has helped me show up authentically, um, and I still have my moments where I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. This is so uncomfortable. I don't want to bring this up. But honestly, I really believe that's the enemy because he knows the beauty that's going to come from that hard conversation. Right. You know, um, right. and I feel like even with us, we've had hard conversations and I feel like it's honestly made me love you more after, you know, um, and I just feel like I'm like, oh my goodness, I love her more. I know her more. I know a little more, like a deeper part of her heart more. And 
it, it just makes you so much more special to me because you're not like Amanda Pittman, this like far distant reality. You're like Amanda Pittman with, you know, blind spots and hurts and wounds and weaknesses. And it just makes me want to be gentle with you and like serve you more. And it just, it just makes it the relationship so much more beautiful. I love that. I love that. There's so much I can touch on there. It's just, it, it was, you said it so perfectly. I love that you're just so good with your words. Um, and, and what you were saying made me think of this quote. Um, it's actually my husband's quote. I don't know if he took it from somebody else though. You know, you know, they all passed around, but, um, it's hard conversations don't ruin relationships, but hard conversations that never happen do. And so I love that quote because I really believe it. I, I believe that if you're going to be authentic, you're going to be able to have the hard conversations. And I think for some people, they're not uh, naturally predisposed to that and it's more difficult for them to do it. Um, but I think you have to go in with the mentality of like, hey, I don't want to be, I don't want people to be friends with who I'm pretending to be. I want people to be friends with me. I don't want their approval to be dependent on me being fake. I want their approval to be, and, and their acceptance, not approval, but more so acceptance yeah. to be based on who I really am. You don't know if your friends truly love you for you if you're never you, right? Um, and so I love that. I absolutely love that. And then there's the other side. There are some people who are predisposed to just tell it how it is. I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, authentic. I could be authentic. I'm just going to say how it is. And I just love that Abrielle's really gentle. She's very, very gentle. And um, I think that whenever you're being authentic in relationships, that doesn't take away from the need to be gentle yes. um, and to see your friendships, you know, like uh, people can hear you whether or not you say something in a certain way, you know what I mean? Like you can, I think, so I, I'm speaking for all of the tell it like it is people. Uh, Cause I know that there are probably some people listening to me who have that. Um, I think that for the tell it like it is people, it can, you can have this fear that people aren't going to understand you. And so you have to make it super, super clear or else they're not going to get it. And People can hear you. They can understand you, even if you wrap it in a more gentle way. And I, that's what I really love about Avrielle is that she really packages things to where they're truthful and honest, yet also gentle. And she does it so masterfully. Um, and so it's something that I'm learning from. And so I know that there are people on different sides of the spectrum, some people who actually absolutely hate confrontation and other people who embrace it easily. Um, but I think that the key ingredient is love. Yes. If you love your friend, you're going to be authentic with them and you're going to embrace conflict and you're going to do it gently, yes. but authentically because you love them. Um, and yes. so I, I just love that answer. That was so perfect. Um, I think that sometimes we feel like we can't be used by God. And I think that there are some people even listening now who feel like they're too dirty to be used by God or they're too imperfect to be used by God. Like maybe they even heard your story and they're like, wow, like I dated an unbeliever or something and they, they can just really relate to that. What would you say to someone who thinks they have too many imperfections to be used by God? Too 
what what did I say? I would say join the club, girl. Like <laughs> I am a mess. I'm like, oh my goodness, God is still perfecting me every day. When I first got saved, I was a complete mess. I'm not gonna go into my list of sins, but trust me, I really could. Um <laughs> we'd be here um for the rest of our lives if I did that. But honestly, man, like I would say join the club. I would say, man, we're all imperfect. I would say, who in the Bible did God use that wasn't, you know, that was perfect? Who? I would love to know. Um, Please, show me. Show me one person. And I think that I would also say, like, that's what makes you the perfect candidate. You know, I love, I really love that I'm imperfect. Um, I really love that I struggle um, because I'm like, great you know that means god you're gonna show up for me even stronger because you say your strength is made perfect in my weakness so it's like okay if your strength is made perfect in my weakness then you are going to show up so big in this area of my life and um i just want to say like it's i don't want anybody to feel that you need to be perfect to be used by God because it's so far from the truth. Like it's literally a lie from the pit of hell because honestly it's who, who does God use? Who does God use? That's, that's perfect. You know? So yeah, I think I would just say, join the club. I would say I'm the president of that club. Um, you can come take a seat with me at my table. Um, and I'm just happy to have you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that all the time. I'm just like, yo, I'm a human. I'm a human. Like I'm a, I'm not like this, like angelic being, I'm a freaking human, you know, like all I can do is be a human that's empowered by God. Sometimes <laughs> when I'm yielding myself to him and not being crazy. So I love that. I love that. I think we need that reminder that we're all human. Um, if you're the president, I'm the vice president. Um, you can join the committee. We're taking openings right now. We have openings. So, um, now, I think some people may not have as much of a perfectionist mentality, but some people have a performance-based mentality and they've just been wearing a mask for so long that they don't even know any other way. So how do you think someone can take their mask off from this performance-based mentality and just show up as they are after doing this for such a long time? Yeah, that's so tough. I feel like the performance... Um the performance-based mentality is really tough because like you said, it's something that they could have been doing for so, so long. Um, and I think that a lot, it really just depends on, okay, why do you feel this need to perform? And I think that if it's rooted in this, this need for, okay, well, I feel accepted and loved when I outperform, you know, others, or when I'm like at the top of, you know, of the, or the cream of the crop. Um, so I think that, yeah, that's really tough to break out of. But I honestly believe that it kind of goes back to my answer with showing up authentically in your relationships. I think that just being honest with who you are, like taking that first step by just being honest and saying like, hey, maybe if you're so used to outperforming others or feeling like um, you have to perform for acceptance, maybe, you know, in the next thing you just come out and say, you know what? I'm not good at this or, you know, I'm struggling in this. Um, I feel weak in this area. And I think that the more and more we do that, 
it's us slowly taking off that mask. I, I don't think it's going to be all at once, but I think that just slowly just take it day by day, you know, share one honest thing a day with, you know, someone you love or someone close to you that's not going to judge you. And I think that over time, you're going to start to see that you feel better just being you, just being honest, being real. Um, And I think that over time with God, you're going to be able to take that mask off fully. That's so good. That's so good. And, and, And you have to be honest with yourself. And Um, Another philosophy that I have is we don't serve God to earn a place of identity. We serve God from a place of identity. And so we have to know who we are. We have to have a deeply rooted confidence in Christ and saying, the Lord already approves of me. I, I, I don't have to prove anything. That's there's a song that I love by Maverick city. It's called communion. I think everybody should listen to it. And and Stephanie Gretzinger, she says, I don't have to prove a thing. You've already approved of me. And it's so biblical. It's so scriptural um, because the scripture says anybody who's in Christ is a new new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. And I even think about whenever Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, um, uh, out, of the, out of the heavens, a voice came in and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And in the same way that the father affirmed Jesus while he's being baptized, he affirms us. And so imagine us believing I am his daughter and he's well pleased with me. I'm a new creation. I am a child of God and I don't have to work to earn that right standing with him. It's already who I am. I think it breaks you out of a performance-based mentality. I know that I have had a very strong performance-based mentality and it comes from a place of, Hey, I need to perform in order to earn love and acceptance. Like I have to be astonishing. I have to be astounding. I have to be interesting and intriguing and, and whatever in order to be worthy. And it's like, no, you're worthy because I died for you. Like I, I pay the highest price for you. You're worthy. You must see that. Like I, I, I paid the highest price for you. Um, and so I think we just have to have this deeply, deeply rooted confidence. Like, man, that's something that can't be taken away. I can't place this confidence on how I look. I can't pace. I can't base this confidence on how holy I appear. I can't base this confidence on how many times I read the Bible or how many, I can't, it can't be taken away. If I cuss, it can't be taken away. If I slip up and sleep with my boyfriend, that's not something that can be taken away, you know? And so I, I think breaking out of a performance-based mentality, like you said, is like, I need to be honest with myself. I need to be honest with God. And I would just add to that. I think you need to have this deeply rooted identity that like, Hey, I don't have to earn right standing with God. He already approves of me. I'm already his daughter. And so I can show up as I am. That's not something that can be taken away from me. Um, I'll just share this one last thing. Um, there's nothing that there's nothing so bad that you can do that you can outbad God's grace. God's grace is bigger than that. Um, and so if that doesn't break you out of a performance-based mentality, then maybe that's something that you should say every single day until you actually believe it. God already approves of me. I can't outrun God's grace. He loves me. I'm his daughter and I can rest in that. Um, and so that's helped me show up authentically. Um, 
And I really hope that it helps you guys show up authentically as well. Um, Avriel, before we hop off, do you have any final thoughts or anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Yes, I think that I would just like to say that, honestly, I want you all to just be yourselves. Um, People are drawn to you when you're just authentically yourself. Um, I'm going to keep it real. I watched this YouTuber. She is like super crazy, okay? Like she burps on camera, like farts on camera sometimes. Like she's obsessed with like coffee. She drinks coffee. She's like... She's like messy. And I mean, okay, she doesn't sound like your average Proverbs 31 woman, okay? But she really is herself and people love her for it just because she's herself. Like she doesn't try to be anything else but herself. And I think that once you're just so authentically yourself in your own personality, people are drawn to you. Um, It doesn't matter if you're introverted, extroverted, crazy, like not crazy, you know, silly, goofy, whatever it is that you are, I really believe that God has implanted personality in all of us. And whatever your personality looks like, let it shine. Um, I think so many of us, we, we hide that personality because we don't, we're not like, you know, um, someone else that we may know or someone we see on social media. Um, but people want to know you. People want to see you and who you are. And I just, I just want everyone listening to just remember that there's something special inside of you and just show up authentically as you be you let your your personality shine like people will be drawn to that I promise you um and yeah that's that's really what I would want to say that's key and not only will people be drawn to that but catch this you brought her up because she freed you up to be more authentic and show up more authentically. So not only are people drawn to it, but you being you confidently frees up somebody else to be themselves confidently, you know, because everybody, if everybody's walking around with a stick up their butt, hey, I'm perfect, then nobody's going to be themselves. And so I, when I see another woman who's confident and she's just herself, I'm like, oh, this is how we doing it. Okay, I'm going to be myself too. And, um, and so it's just kind of like we're all, like, I don't know. I had this image of like hunger games. That's probably not the perfect, like, like the three fingers is probably not the perfect image, but we're all just like, we're all just trying to figure it out. And we're like, you know what, the more of us who show up and be ourselves, uh, the more of us who can actually show up and be ourselves too. Um, and so I just love that. I think that the more authentic you are, um, the more comfortable people are with you and the more comfortable people are being themselves um so Avril, i'm sure that after listening to this podcast people are just in love with you and they're like i want to know more about Avriel and uh follow her so where can we find you on social media Avriel? so you can find me at hot christian girl i'm kidding okay so you can find me at <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm I'm totally humble. Okay. Um, you can find me at Avriel Muse. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Avriel Muse. So A V R I E L L E M U S E. And yes, Muse is my last name. I'm only saying that because everybody asks me that. So yes. Um, but you can find me Avriel Muse on Instagram. 
So cute. Well, guys, I hope, well, well, I know that's like a weird way to end it. I'm saying it's so cute because your last name is so cute. And I'm like, who has the cute last name Muse? But I feel like if I just like segued into like, that's so cute. Bye guys. It's just like, wait, that's weird. <laughs> but like her name is really cute. Like somebody would put that on their username just because it's cute, but it's actually your last name. So that's why I said it's cute. Um, well, guys, I hope that you loved this episode of the Confident Woman podcast. And um, we'll catch you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're a part of the Confident Woman community, then do your part. Leave a review, a five-star podcast rating, and spread the word. If you haven't already, join our Facebook community and follow us on Instagram at Confident Woman Co. As always, stay confident.